You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome back for another installment of The World in My Eyes. It has been such a great pleasure getting to know you, and I'm so very excited to share all my thoughts and ideas and, well, the absolute craziness that is me here with you today. But before we do get started, I do want to remind all you little listeners out there that if you're searching for some naughtiness on the internet, then make sure that you're visiting our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. Because if you're in the market for an adult toy, or if you just need a little help picking out just that perfect adult toy, then make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys because they are going to take care of you. And by being a renegade listener, they're going to give you one hell of a deal too. Use special code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9. They're going to give you 50% off of one item, and that's not all. No, no, no. They're going to throw in some extras. They're going to throw in some free shipping, and they're even going to throw in three choice adult movies to get you started. And a very special Renegade-only listener gift. And let me tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick up something very, very naughty for yourself. Also, <clears throat> don't forget, the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds every single day. We've got a brand new website, and it's so much easier to find all of your favorites. So make sure you've got the new website bookmarked. And make sure that you're checking back so that you can see all the fascinating and provocative shows on, on the website. We've got Cannabis Talk with Miss Patty Cakes, Queen of the Cannabis. Political Insight from Lou Cola Giovanni. Deep Insight into Conspiracies with Everly Isby. And we have Entrepreneurship with Heather Havenwood. And as always, Hilarity and Thought-Provoking Hijinks with Richie and our very own Sammy the Sausage Man. And you can also check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we talk about making ourselves better people, better partners, better lovers, and better human beings. But don't forget, we've got a lot more great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure that you're checking back daily, because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And we have spent such a great deal of time getting very intimate with each other. But in case you're new to the Renegade Nation, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're looking at the incredulous way that justice is being served in this country. First, we have a presidential candidate that has violated the law multiple times, and yet for some reason the FBI refuses to prosecute. And then we have today's story. Yes, as I always say, and then there's this asshole. I'm not going to lie, Renegade Nation, because today's story angers me beyond belief, and I just refuse to keep quiet any longer about it. So let's jump right on in and get started. So, former Stanford University swimmer Brock Turner, who was sentenced to only six months in jail for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman on campus, walked out of a jail in Santa Clara County, California, after serving only half of his ridiculous six-month sentence. The January 2015 assault, 
which was digital penetration. Okay, I'll give him this. He didn't use his penis, but he still assaulted this woman. Was stopped by two men on bicycles who noticed that the victim wasn't moving, at least according to authorities. Turner, who was only 19 at the time, fled, but the witnesses tackled him and held him until police arrived, according to the Santa Clara District Attorney's Office. Turner was then found guilty, after only two days of deliberations, in March, of three felony charges. Assault with intent to commit rape of an intoxicated or unconscious person, penetration of an intoxicated person, and penetration of an unconscious person. He was facing 14 years in prison. That's 14 years. But Deputy District Attorney Alea Kinnearsey said that Turner should get at least a six-year sentence in state prison, arguing that he lacked the remorse and that his victim was especially vulnerable in her unconscious state. But on June the 2nd, Judge Persky took a different tack. Following the probation department's recommendation of probation and county jail time, based on Turner's lack of criminal history, his show of sincere remorse, and the fact that alcohol was involved, impairing his judgment. Okay, first of all, the fact that you decided to assault somebody who was fucking unconscious right there impaired your judgment. But hey, you know what? Let's go on to what what Judge Persky has to say. Additionally, the judge said that he'd consider the severe impact that a state prison sentence would have on an offender of Turner's age. Well, I'm going to go, if he's 19 years old and he's man enough to do the crime, then he's man enough to do the time. Okay. But Judge Persky stated, and I quote, You have to take the whole picture in terms of what impact imprisonment has on a specific individual's life. And the impact statements that have been, or the really character letters that have been submitted, do show a huge collateral consequence for Mr. Turner based on the conviction. Well, you know what? Fuck that. Because you know what? I don't give a fuck what these people think he's like. The fact of the matter is, is that he chose to assault somebody who was completely unconscious. I don't give a shit. He should have thought of that impact. Okay, okay. Back to the story. I'm sorry. The prosecutor argued that he should spend at least six years in prison. But the judge ruled that he should be jailed for only six months. And after sexually assaulting an unconscious woman and spending three months behind bars, it took Mr. Turner less than 30 seconds to walk out of a California jail. The case did draw national attention after the victim's wrenching impact statement went viral. The brevity of Turner's sentence triggered outrage against the judge and controversy over how the justice system treats sexual assault survivors. Similar furor was on display Friday. Hours after Turner's release, protesters chanted and waved signs outside the Santa Clara County Jail. Their focus, Judge Aaron Persky, who sentenced Turner in June. Several speakers called for Persky to be removed from office through a recall election. U.S. Representative Eric Swalwell, a former prosecutor himself who represents the San Francisco Bay Area, said, There is no justice in the light sentence and early release of Brock Turner. Are you ready to give Judge Persky the early release that he deserves? 
the crowd responded with a healthy yes as demonstrators began chanting hey hey ho ho judge persky has got to go they held signs saying protect survivors not rapist and hold persky accountable and because our daughters deserve better maybe if mr turner had I don't know, violated Mr. Persky's daughter, maybe he would have gotten the sentence he actually deserved. Turner's attorney, of course, declined to comment on the case. Like most offenders in California sentenced to county jail, Turner, who turned 21 while behind bars, was released under a law that gives inmates credit for time served. Now, he must register as a sex offender for life. Good, because he is a sex offender. And he's expected to return to his family's home in the suburbs of Dayton, Ohio. Note, Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, ladies, watch out for this fuckwad. If he does, he'll have five days to register as a sex offender there, and he will have to register again every 90 days. Anybody want to take some bets on how long that's going to last? Turner's picture, conviction information, and address will be publicly available on Ohio's sex offender registry. Additionally, anyone living within 1,250 feet of Turner's address will be notified with a postcard. And he will not be allowed to live within 1,000 feet of schools or playgrounds. Oh, I'm sure he's crying a fucking river over that. While Turner's jail sentence is finished, he must still complete three years of probation once he returns home to Ohio. He will enter a sex offender management program for at least one year or for as long as three. I'm betting my money on the one year because it doesn't seem like he's getting any kind of sentence in my opinion. Now these programs do tend to consist of group counseling sessions that are led by psychologists focused on cognitive behavioral treatment. Typically, the goal is to address underlying antisocial behavior that leads to distorted ways of thinking about sex, relationships, and empathy towards others. As part of the program, Turner will have to submit to polygraph tests. Additionally, uh, I'm sorry, additional requirements include notifying law enforcement of changes in address, employment, education schedule, vehicles, telephone numbers, volunteer work, and internet access information such as usernames and passwords for emails, websites, and social networking sites. Anybody want to take some bets on this? Because I'm thinking this guy's going to do it again, and he's going to be in the news again, and, well, you know, whatever. Outcry, <clears throat> outcry over Judge Persky's sentence, which was considered way too lenient in the eyes of many, including this person, <clears throat> was quick and substantial. At his own request, Judge Persky will no longer hear criminal cases after he transfers to the civil division at the end of September, which is pleasant for the people of California come the end of September, because he will no longer be judging criminal cases. State lawmakers passed a bill written by the Santa Clara District Attorney's Office calling for mandatory prison time for those convicted of committing sexual assaults upon intoxicated or unconscious vic victims. Of course, that does little for the poor woman that he already raped. Smith, the Santa Clara County Sheriff, gave reporters outside the jail Friday a copy of a letter that she sent to California Governor Jerry Brown this week urging him to sign the bill. And she stated... As the sheriff of Santa Clara County and a mother, I believe that the interests of justice are best served by ensuring that sexual predators are sent to prison as punishment for their crime. 
she wrote. Victims of these types of sexual assaults struggle for years to cope with the damage done to their lives and knowing that there is more just punishment to those that perpetrated these assaults may provide some solace to these victims. I doubt it, as most of these so-called justice is letting the rapist go free. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started, and as you can tell, I'm a little heated about it. And before we get too far into it, we do need to take a moment to visit our sponsors, maybe listen to a little bit of music, soothe my angry soul at the moment. You're listening to The World in My Eyes, and I am Naughty Nicole. This is Renegade Talk Radio, so meet me back here after the break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. And welcome back, my Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The World in My Eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And today we're talking about lies, liars, and our unbalanced justice system. Now, make sure that you're visiting our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, because they would never lie to you. They have a vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh, so much more. And if you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys, because they... We'll treat you right, I promise you. Now, the public learned about that sexual assault case in California through the words of the people that were involved. In statements made in court that were widely published online, they heard from the victim, a 23-year-old woman whose name has not been released. She has no memory of the assault, and she described in excruciating detail how its aftermath robbed her of her worth, her privacy, her energy, her time, her safety, her intimacy, her confidence, and her own voice. They heard from the offender Brock Turner, who was a Stanford University freshman at the time, who said that the woman had consented to his sexual advances and blamed the party culture and risk-taking behavior of college for his actions. Or maybe you could just blame the fact that you're a fucking rapist. Because how does somebody who's unconscious give you consent? Answer that for me. They also heard from Turner's father, who, as you can imagine, is pretty much a misogynistic fuckhead. Who pleaded with the judge for leniency after his 20-year-old son was convicted in March, referring to the crime as... 20 minutes of action. Seriously, somebody sterilize this man so he does not procreate anymore. And his son too, 
Because God help us if there's more of him in this world. And now they even hear from the judge in the case. Mr. Aaron Persky of the Santa Clara Superior Court, who determined the sentence for Turner that would transform a local case into a point of national debate about sexual assault, male and class privilege, and the criminal justice system at large. Although Turner was convicted by a unanimous jury, Persky decided that the punishment, six months in county jail and three years of probation, far less than the six years that prosecutors had asked for, was in line with the two-year minimum guidelines for each of the three felony counts. Now, the, U the UK paper, The Guardian, on Tuesday published the full transcript from Turner's sentencing hear hearing from earlier this month, in which Persky explains his reasoning for the sentence. The main point? Persky believed Turner's side of the story. Okay, so once again, I'm going to ask, how do you get consent from someone who is unconscious? Answer that, Judge Persky, please, because I dare you to answer it. That the victim gave Turner consent to have sexual contact. How the hell did she give consent if she was unconscious? No means no. Oh, and he says, I mean, I take him at his word that subjectively, that's his version of events. Well, you know what? His version is wrong. The jury obviously found it not to be the sequence of events. You know why? Because they were actually listening to what happened. And they're not fucking idiots. They know no, no means no, and you can't give consent when you're not awake. Now, Persky took into consideration many other factors, that Turner was remorseful, which he wasn't, and he wasn't pr previously convicted of any crimes. Well, that's probably because nobody's caught him at it, because Daddy pays the bills. That he was young and was not armed during the crime. Oh, because that means he's not stupid and didn't do it? Okay. That he would comply with the terms of probation, duh, because Daddy's going to make him. And he would not be a danger to others if not imprisoned. Really? Because he's already raped one woman. I think that he's a danger to every woman on the face of the planet. Possibly some men. He said that the role of alcohol played in the assault is not an excuse, but is a factor that when trying to assess moral culpability in this situation is mitigating. Okay, so here's my question to you, Judge Persky. Is if he agreed to drink the alcohol, which, by the way, he was underage and shouldn't have been drinking anyway, doesn't that make him liable for it? I mean, just because he's drinking, which, by the way, was already breaking one law, so that gives him a free ride for every other law? So what happens if he kills somebody while he's drunk and he says, oh, it was the alcohol. You're going to give him a pass on that one, too? Never mind. Don't answer that question, because that's probably what you'll do. But he said that a prison sentence would have a severe impact and adverse collateral consequences on Turner. Yeah, maybe he won't rape the next woman he meets. How about that for a consequence? Again, Turner was convicted in March for three felony counts for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman. And the thing that I don't understand is how the hell did he only get six months? How is that not the biggest story ever? Anyways... When the two men saw him, and they were biking on campus, and they saw, the, saw this man on top of the victim who was not moving, Turner ran, so he knew he was wrong when the men approached him, and one of them had to chase him down and tackle him to the ground while police were called. 
Turner's sentence stunned so many of us who read the victim's harrowing account. And while he is required to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life, the sentence of six months, which could easily have been reduced for good behavior, which it was, seems far too lenient for the crime. It has basically said that it's okay to rape someone if they're unconscious if you're drunk. Because assault with intent to rape of an intoxicated person, sexually penetrating an intoxicated person with a foreign object, and sexually penetrating an unconscious person with a foreign object is apparently okay as long as you've got a buzz going on. Sexual assault advocates, of course, point to the Stanford case as a prime example of why so many women choose not to report sexual assault to police or press charges against their rapists and testify against them. Others attributed the judge's leniency to Turner's appearance and background, a white, blonde-haired, and blue-eyed swimmer with Olympic potential. Turner didn't look like a rapist. Well, guess what? He is one. There was so much debate whether the crimes Turner committed amounted to rape with a capital R because maybe it was just misdemeanor rape. While the legal definition of rape varies by state, in California it is defined as an act of sexual intercourse including sexual penetration, no matter how slight, under several circumstances including where a person is prevented by resisting by any intoxicating or anesthetic substance or any controlled substance, and this condition was known or reasonably should have been known by the accused. The FBI goes on further, defining rape as the penetration, no matter how slight, of the vagina or anus with any body part or object, or oral penetration by a sex organ of another person without the consent of the victim. The crimes for which Turner was convicted were in line with those definitions. The victim herself, in a 7,244-word statement to the court during Turner's sentencing hearing, said she was warned her her inability to remember her assault would bolster Turner's defense. As she stated, in her own words, I was not only told that I was assaulted, I was told that because I couldn't remember, I technically could not prove it was unwanted. And that distorted me, damaged me, almost broke me. It was the saddest type of confusion to be told I was assaulted and nearly raped, blatantly out in the open, But we don't know if it counts as assault yet. I had to fight for an entire year to make it clear that there was something wrong with this situation. When I was told to be prepared in case we didn't win, I said, I can't prepare for that. He was guilty the minute I woke up. No one can talk talk me out of the hurt he caused me. Worst of all, I was warned because he now knows you don't remember. He's going to get to write the script. He can say whatever he wants, and no one can contest it. I had no power. I had no voice. I was defenseless. My memory loss was was to be used against me. My testimony was weak, was incomplete, and I was made to believe that perhaps I'm not enough to win this. His attorney constantly reminded the jury, the only one we can believe is Brock, because she doesn't remember. For Persky... A Stanford alumni? Hello? Yeah, the fallout might have been swift. His office began receiving threatening phone calls after the victim's letter was published online. 
an online petition to recall Persky, who is running unopposed, by the way, for re-election in November, has collected 1.2 million signatures. A Stanford law professor and other members of the local legal community have organized an effort to remove him from the bench. A dozen prospective jurors have refused to serve in his courtroom. And this week, the Santa Clara District Attorneys filed a successful motion to stop Persky from, providing, from presiding over yet another sexual assault case. But in her victim impact letter that she read in court before Turner's sentencing, the woman described blacking out at a fraternity party and waking up in a hospital with pine needles in her hair, dried blood, and bandages on the backs of her hands and elbows, and her underwear were missing. She described finally learning what happened to her at the same time that everyone else did, through news reports. How she was found unconscious behind a dumpster, between two fraternity houses, her dress pulled over her shoulders, bra pulled down, naked from the waist down. Two passers-by stopped when they saw Turner grinding against her unconscious body. He ran, they chased him, pinned him down to the ground until police showed up. As she says, I don't sleep when I think about the way it could have gone if the two guys had never come. What would have happened to me? Addressing Turner directly, she described how he destroyed not just one life, but two. She told of her struggle to shed the victim label that had been pressed upon her and urged him to see the error of his ways, convinced that he still doesn't get it. And I'm thinking he doesn't either. Every day, I have to relearn that I'm not fragile, I am capable, I am wholesome, I'm not just a livid victim, she said. Your life is not over, you have decades of years ahead to rewrite your story, but right now, you do not get to shrug your shoulders and be confused anymore. You have been convicted of violating me intentionally, forcibly, sexually, with malicious intent, Three felonies, and you have only admitted to drinking alcohol, she said. She urged Persky to disregard the probation officer's recommendation of straight probation, based on findings that Turner was considered low risk to reoffend and had already endured great losses. Yeah, he made that choice, and, um, yeah, okay, sorry. And she continued. Had Brock admitted guilt and remorse and offered to settle early on, I would have considered a lighter sentence, respecting his honesty, grateful to be able to move our lives forward, she said. However, that was not the case. My family and I have endured over a year of inexplicable, unnecessary suffering, and he should face the consequences of challenging his crime, of putting my pain into question, and making us wait so long for justice. And with that, my precious listeners, it's time for us once again to visit our sponsors. Take a moment and think about the women in your life. And think if you think this fucktard should have been let out of prison or should have received a full sentence. Take a moment and check out what our, what our sponsors are offering. And meet me back here after the break. I'm Naughty Nicole, and you're listening to The World in My Eyes here on Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? 
Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. Welcome back, Renegade Nation. I hope that during the break that you took a little time to visit with our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. I hope that you checked out their vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh so much more. And if you're looking for something very special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys today because they will treat you right. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The World in My Eyes. I'm still Naughty Nicole. And today we've been talking about lies, liars, and our unjust justice system. And I always do try to end things on a light note. And my attempt this week might be a little bit tongue-in-cheek. So I hope you see the sarcasm in it. I saw a pretty interesting story. And honestly, I just could not resist. Because you know I love aliens. Because it's always aliens. (laughs) Anyways, I saw this interesting story. And the title of it was, was, How NASA Thinks Society Will Collapse. (laughs) Oh yeah. Now, few of us think that Western civilization is on the brink of collapse, but it's also pretty doubtful that the Romans or the Mesopotamians saw their own demise coming either. (laughs) And I guess if we're going to avoid their fate, that we will need policies to reduce economic inequality and preserve our natural resources, at least according to a NASA-funded study that looked at the collapses of previous societies. They said... Two important features seem to appear across societies that have collapsed. The stretching of resources due to the strain placed on the ecological carrying capacity and the economic stratification of society into elites and masses. In unequal societies, researchers said, collapse is difficult to avoid. Elites grow and consume too much, resulting in a famine among commoners that eventually causes the collapse of society. As limited resources plague the working class, the wealthy, insulated from the problem, continue consuming unequally and exacerbate the issue, as the study found. Meanwhile, resources continue to be used up, even by the technologies designed to preserve them. For instance, an increase in vehicle fuel efficiency technology tends to enable increased per capita vehicle miles driven, heavier cars, and higher average speeds, which then negate the gains from the increased fuel efficiency. The researchers used what they termed a human and nature dynamical, or handy as they called it, formula to reach their conclusions. Yeah, I totally loved that handy formula. The formula uses factors such as birth rates, resources, and income classes to create a mathematical equation to project outcomes. 
The study, which was sponsored by NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center and headed by the National Science Foundation's Safa Motishaari, for those who think modern society is immune from the problems that brought down ancient civilizations, a brief overview of collapses demonstrates not only the ubiquity of the phenomenon, but also the extent to which advanced, complex, and powerful societies are susceptible to collapse. So, how do we save ourselves? Well, according to them, collapse can't be avoided. So, why try, right? And population, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Collapse can be avoided. And population can reach a steady state at the maximum carrying capacity. It it sounds almost like an airline ad, doesn't it? No. Okay. If the rate of depletion of nature is reduced to a sustainable level and if resources are distributed equitably. I do believe that that may have been... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's socialism. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm 100% sure that's socialism. Might be communism, but it's definitely socialism. Okay. Anyways, my dear, <laughs> my dear listeners, we've come to an end of our episode, and I do thank you for joining me today. Maybe you learned something, or maybe you liked listening to me go off on a tangent, because you know the voices in my head. And, you know, if you did, don't hesitate to let me know, because I would love to hear from you. You can find me, as always, at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter, at at Nicole Delacroix. Now, if you like what you've been hearing, and you think I'm kind of funny, because every now and again I am, make sure you're picking up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, because it's hilarious. I'm not kidding. It's available on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. Well, that's our time for today. And I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time. Because I'm sure the crazy voices in my head are going to take over again. But until then, remember in the immortal words of the incredible Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A riot is the language of the unheard. See you next time, my precious little heathens. Until then, riot on. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.